Welcome to The Point. Today, I'm talking to Amy Shear-Patrick, Portfolio Manager at Pendle. Amy, welcome to The Point. Hello, Sean. Stagflation. It's a word we hadn't heard really for a long time, but in the last few weeks or months, suddenly it's getting an airing again. What's behind that? Absolutely. I think the last time we heard about the word stagflation and when it really was a theme was when we thought about the oil shock crisis that happened in the 70s. And I think what's happened again this time around is that commodity prices and in particular these energy shortage stories all the way from uh, Europe throughout China, uh, it's hitting a lot of emerging markets as well, is what's making people think that we're going through the same set of circumstances again that could trigger stagflation this time around. But I do think that stagflation, really, it, you, you need growth to stall, not just slow, and you need inflation to be skyrocketing. And I think stagflation as a word to characterize what we're going through right now is a bit of an exaggeration. Okay, so they're overplaying the slowdown in growth and they're overplaying the rise in prices. And that's why we're hearing stagflation? Exactly. So I think what's behind the rise in prices is several fold. Obviously, because of the COVID pandemic and the crisis that ensued thereafter, there was a massive drop off in demand. And whenever there's such a massive drop off in demand, the capacity always adjusts. And the same goes for commodity capacity. The same goes for energy and fuel capacity. When that capacity falls, it takes a long time for that capacity to come online again. Furnaces don't just get switched back on Miners don't suddenly manage to turn on a lot of capacity very easily. And as a result, as you've seen demand recover from the depths of the pandemic, the supply hasn't been able to really catch up. So this is what the, the, the first point that goes against this thesis of stagflation. Demand is recovering. Vaccination rates are starting to really climb globally, even for those parts of the world that were really lagging at the beginning of the vaccination drive. And as we see economies continue to open up, that demand recovery will continue to underpin some of uh, the overall growth recovery that we're seeing globally. So by no means do I see a picture where growth is suddenly stalling or going backwards. And then on the inflation side, you've got to think about, well, again, it's not just supply bottlenecks that are causing the fuel price rises and the commodity price rises, but also the demand side of the picture seems pretty robust. Now, on the supply side, we have been told by a lot of policymakers in the central banks not to worry about inflation because it is transitory, but some of them are starting to scratch their heads and think about how's transitory. I do think it probably leaves you with an inflation outlook that is slightly less comfortable than what we've been used to for at least the past five years, in that inflation, both headline and core, is likely to sit at or slightly above what central banks have as their targets, with Australia perhaps being one of the exceptions, because the RBA does target that the middle of their range is 2.5% as opposed to the rest of the world, which largely targets 2%. But overall, I think that just because inflation will sit at a slightly higher level than what we've been used to for the past five years, by no means does it mean an inflation surge that suddenly becomes out of control. So bringing that back to portfolio construction, if I'm hearing you right, we still have the same problem that we had six months ago. We may well still have the same problem six months' time. 
Absolutely. You may not see yields go back to their all-time lows, but by no means are you going to see yields come back to the comfortable four, five, six percent ranges where we can happily accrue a lot of income from our traditional fixed income portfolios. And therein lies the problem for a lot of fixed income investors globally, and in fact, portfolio problems as a whole. If you've got still a lot of risk in one's portfolio that is much more equity beta driven, how then do you offset some of that risk with something that can be negatively correlated when those equity markets get into trouble, but in the meantime, is still able to generate you sufficient income so as to offset some of those, whether they're transitory or structural inflation concerns that are coming up. And I think that is the real challenge right now for fixed income portfolios. And for us at Pendle, it really means thinking about using all the tools available to you in your toolkit and breaking down those traditional thinkings about the boundaries between asset classes, the boundaries between bonds and equities, and thinking about where you can derive income from and where you can best use your levers to generate that alpha and those returns for still a very low yielding world. So Amy, how should we think about it? So naturally, I think it means that you get pushed further out along the risk curve within fixed income. You rely less on high quality government bonds in the portfolio to provide you with that income, but you still leave enough of an allocation to those government bonds for safety, for times when you do get that sudden knee jerk drop in equity market prices. In the interim, you search for income further along the risk curve in areas such as high quality corporate bonds, but also diversifying into assets such as emerging market sovereign credit. And that is ultimately the philosophy of how we make our income products. The idea is to be able to generate steady enough income that won't be jeopardized by the quality and default risks within your income generating engine of the portfolio and still to keep some of that protection going with an allocation to government bonds in the background in case you need it. Amy, thank you for talking to The Point. You're welcome. Thank you. That was Amy Shear-Patrick, Portfolio Manager at Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer. 